The World Series is on the air. This is Kai Tyson broadcasting the play-by-play description of the third game of the 1936 World Series from the Yankee Stadium, New York, through the networks of the National Broadcasting Company. The first three innings play-by-play will be described by Tom Manning of WTAM. The second three innings by Red Barber of WLW, and the last three by myself. But before the game starts, we wish to introduce to you at this time Warren Brown, sports expert of the Chicago Herald Examiner. Warren Brown, Texas. Thank you, Ty. The World Series this afternoon comes to the Yankee Stadium, the home of the American League champions. The first appearance of the players here in this 1936 World Series, which is now deadlocked at one game each for Yankees and Giants. I'm going to turn this over now to Tom Manning, who will give you a lineup and get us going for this third game of the 1936 World Series. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This afternoon, of course, as Warren Brown told you, we are over at Yankee Stadium, an enormous structure. I'm going to give you just a bit of a picture of the field. Directly down the right field foul line, there is a little fence down there approximately four feet high. It is 296 feet to the corner. Then, of course, the ball slants off over in uh, direct right field is 367 feet. In right center, about 407 feet. The wall is about 20 feet high. Directly from home plate to the pitcher's box out over second. Direct center field, in other words, is 461 feet. In direct left field, it is 415 feet. With a barrier out there about 4 feet high. And the same dimension as in right field, about 295 feet to the direct left field corner. Now here we have the lineup of the afternoon. Warming up down in front of us for the American League New York Yankees is Irving Bump Hadley. Heavy set boy, he's a right-hander. On the other side of home plate, that's Freddie Fitzsimmons, also a right-hander. That's what it looks like at the moment. Hadley for the Yankees and Fitzsimmons for the Giants. The lineup for the Giants, Moore. Left field, M-O-O-R-E. Martell, short, B-A-R-T-E-L-L. Terry, first, T-E-R-R-Y. Ox, right field, O-T-T. In center field, Ripple, R-I-P-P-L-E. Behind the bat, Mancuso, M-A-N-C-U-S-O. At second base, Whitehead, W-H-I-T-E-H-E-A-D. At third base will be Captain Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N. And the pitcher, Fitzsimmons, F-I-T-Z-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. Now the Yankee lineup. Looking down on the field at the moment, the umpires are standing in front of the Yankee dugout, which is along third base. They have not come up to the plate yet, but they will in a moment. The lineups will be given the umpires by Lou Gehrig, the captain of the Yankees, and Travis Jackson, the captain of the Giants. Gehrig and Jackson are down there in a conference with the umpires, so I'll give you the Yankee lineup. It's Closetti, short, C-R-O-S-E-T-T-I. Wolf, third base, R-O-L-F-E. In center field, DiMaggio, D-I-M-A-G-G-I-O. At first base, Gary. Behind the bat, Dickey. In right field will be George Selkirk, S-E-L-K-I-R-K. In left field, Jakey Powell, T-O-W-E-L-L. 
At second base, Lazelli. L-A-Z-Z-E-R-I. And the starting Yankee pitcher will be Hadley. H-A-D-L-E-Y. All right, here's a picture that we have. A capacity house here in Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium over in the Bronx is much larger than the Polo Ground. Yes, it's plenty larger. I believe that upwards of 65,000 will give you the exact figures a little later on in the afternoon. Looking down at the field now, the four umpires, Major Kirk and Furman of the National League, Geisel and Summers of the American League are having a little conference about 20 feet on the third base side of home plate with Gehrig and Jackson. The photographers are leaving the field, most of the New York Yankees, who are the home club today. They'll be wearing their white uniforms. Their uniform is striped in black. They have black caps on, black numerals, black stockings, and black caps. Today, the Giants, they have been wearing the white and blue uniforms during the first two, ga two games. They will occupy the first base dugout. They'll have their gray road uniform trimmed in very bright blue. The conference is still going on as we gaze about the uh, Yankee Stadium here. It's a three-decker, you know. They have the main floor, the mezzanine, and then the upper balcony. The open bleachers out there that feed upwards of around 15, 18,000 people. Every inch of that space has been jammed. It has been utterly impossible to procure a ticket here in New York for this particular game since day before yesterday. It's a complete sellout. And as we gaze here from our lofty perch in the press box, you know, thousands of people are going to be able to see this ball game this afternoon free of charge. All the tenement houses are all the way from right field out through center and over and left. And thousands and thousands of those people are going to be standing in those windows up on the roof and on the fire escapes and so forth. They tell me that some of the uh, occupants of those tenement houses are charging as high as a dollar for that lofty perch. It's removed, of course. It's probably 800 feet away from home plate. But they don't care. They couldn't get in the park. And they're mighty happy that they're getting a glimpse of Yankee Stadium. There's a signal. Listen to the applause. The Yankees take the field. That's, now the umpires are scattering. Major Kurt is adjusting his paraphernalia. You know, the umpires wear their shin guards under their trousers and also their chest protector. They're in a very dangerous spot. No one of the fine things of this game. Uh, nobody has received any particular injury, and the managers, McCarthy and Perry, are able to start the lineup that they started in the first game. Bob Harvey is out there now, and he crosses the first practice pitch to his catcher, Bill Dickey. Joe Moore, giant left fielder, who will lead off, left-hand batter, now walked out of the dugout, and there it is, play ball, Moore is in the box, Hadley starts his lineup, and the ball game is on, here it is. A strike. He swings hard and misses. That was Joe Moore. Left-hand batter, left field of the Giants, leading off this afternoon before this tremendous crowd here at Yankee Stadium. And the first pitch of Hadley is a swinging strike. The wind-up. There's a drive that's foul. Terrific drive down left field. It turns into the open boxes. And there's a scramble on for that old ball. Pushing each other around. A little bit cooler out here today, in spite of the fact that it's a very bright, ideal baseball day, it is just a little bit cooler than the day we had over at the Polo Ground yesterday. It's ball one and strike one, and here's the pitch. It's ball two. Two and one the count, Joe Moore. Left field of the Giants is first up. Strike two and ball one. Two and one. It's a base. 
rebounding first. Golf receives the ball, returns it to Lazari at second. Joe Moore is safe at first, and the first hit of the afternoon. Boy, you can tell from the applause that went up then that there are plenty of giant fans here in the Yankee Stadium this afternoon. That was a hard-hit ball that third baseman Redwall goes for. He got his gloved hand on it, pulled it up a little bit, and the ball is received by left fielder Powell. That's his first hit of a series, the first hit for Joe Moore. Barcella's up, he lays down a bunt. Hadley comes up with the ball, the play is at first, he is out. Dick Bartell laid the first ball down, a nice bunt to the first base side of the pitcher. Bump Hadley went over, picked it up with his gloved hand, juggled it a moment, then tossed to Gary. Bill Terry gets this round of applause. The manager of the Giants, Bill Terry. Boy, what enthusiasm we're having here. Fans are really all hopped up now with this World Series of 1936 at one game for the Giants and one for the Yanks. First inning, one man out. We have Moore on second and Bill Terry at back. There's the stretch. Here it is. It's a strike. A beautiful curve ball tossed in there by Hadley. And Bill Terry kept his bat on his shoulder. Terry has had four base hits out of nine trips to the plate in the series so far. Strike one on Bill Terry, a left-hand batter. Moore is on second, one out the pitch. Strike two. He swings. Bill Dickey drops the ball. It rolled about two or three feet away. But Moore made no attempt to advance. Bill Terry is up, and no, the not. A great favorite here in New York, just hanging around. Hadley, you know, is a right-hand pitcher. The stretch, it's strike two on Terry. There's a smash in the center field. DiMaggio coming in at the base hit. He has it. Here's the throw. Four holds up at third base. That throw was cut off in the pitcher's box by Cosetti. That was a drooping line drive that went into medium center field. Joe DiMaggio came in fast, picked it up on the first hop, and now we have more on third base. It will carry on first. His fifth hit of the series. Now the lot coming up. Lou Gehrig has walked over to the pitcher's box and is uttering words of encouragement, I'm sure, to the Yankee pitcher, Bump Hadley. Bump goes back to the box, picks up the rosin bag, has his glove off. He's tossing the ball from one hand to another at the moment. Bill Dickey walks out in front of a plate. Now the knot steps into the batter's box, taps the hickory on the plate. Now he's pumping that old bat up and down, facing Hadley. There's the trick. Terry on first, Moore on third, the pick. It's outside. Ball one. Fans are still in expectancy for the moment now with runners on first and third. It's the first inning of this third ball game of the World Series. There's the stretch. Here it is. It's a bounding ball down short. Cosetti has it, steps on second, throws the first, a double play. There you have it, hats waving out there in the open bleachers. Fans here all giving the boys a big hand. That picture, you know, with Perry on first and Moore on third. Now the nut. Throw the bounding ball fairly fast. Down towards second base. Frank Corsetti, the Yankee shortstop, picked it up. Ran over, tagged second base. Whipped the ball over to Jerry. And it was a double play executed like lightning. Yes, sir, that didn't take very long to get the Giants out of the way. After they had men on first and third, that double play was disastrous and very well executed by Corsetti. Moore first up that off of the base clock. Bartell then laid down a sacrifice and was out Hadley to Gehrig. Bill Terry 
back that single in the center field, putting Moore on third, and then Melvinot came up and hit into that double play. No runs and two hits for the Giants in the first inning. That's Buddy Fitzsimmons, right-hander. Stocky Bill Foy is in the box for the Giants, and Gus Mancuso will do the catching behind the bat. Frank Rosetti, right-hand batter, Yankee shortstop, will be first up. The umpire, of course, will allow the pitcher several extra warm-up tosses in the first inning, as they usually do. Mancuso whips that ball down to second, where it is taken by Whitehead to Bartell to Jackson, then back to Buddy Fitzsimmons. Rosetti is leaning on his bat now and picking the Meyer off his plate with his hand. Now he's in the box, taps the bat on the plate. Fitzsimmons gets his signal. Now he's on the rubber, and here is the windup. It's Frank Rosetti, the pitch. Strike. Strike one. Rosetti turned all the way around on his right toe and hitting that, that, that ball. With a terrific cut at the first ball pick. Again, we have Fletcher coaching at third, Earl Combs at first. Here's the pick. Ball one. The curve ball is broke outside. And the count. Ball one and strike one. Frank Rosetti, leadoff man for the New York Yankees in the last half of the first inning. No score is yet. Ball one and strike one. Third base from Red Rolf. Next. It's a strike. Ball. Strike two and ball one. Freddie Fitzsimmons puts it. Start breaking curve ball that was spelled high over the inside corner. It is now strike two and ball one. Fitzsimmons winds up. It's a high fly ball in the right field. Ock is standing on the cinder track under it. He has it. One dog. Frank Cosetti leading off. Slide to Mellot in right field. Giants displayed a bit of pepper as that ball was returned to the infield to carry, and they shot it around the infield with a vicinity of lightning. One gone, nobody on. Red Rolf, Yankee third baseman, left-hand batter. In the batter's box with one out and nobody on. Here's the pitch. It's a ball. That was a curve ball that broke just a little bit outside. That man Cuso caught the ball with his glove hand on as the stretch in the windup. Ball two. That was a fast ball that missed the outside corner of the plate. And the count on Red Rolf. Ball two. Last half of the first inning. One gone. Nobody on. Coming. Ball three. That was too low over the plate, but too low. And Rolf with a count two or nothing. Stuck his bat out as if to lay down a bunt, drawing Jackson in, but he pulled the bat away, and the count is three and nothing. Fitzsimmons now is tossing that ball into his gloved hand. Now the wind-up. It's a strike. The old automatic strike. That ball right down the alley, felt high, and with a count three and nothing, Rolf took it, and now it is three and one. It is strike two. Didn't have any hooks on that one. Just a fast one, right down the center. The count is three and two. Three and two. The count. Mallard is playing pretty deep for Walt. Playing almost out to the wall, about twenty feet in front of the wall out there. Pretty close to the line, as it were. Three and two. Here it is. 
The bombing ball down first. Perry takes it. Perry runs for the bag. Steps on it to put out unassisted. Two men out. Nobody on. Here comes Joe DiMaggio to bat. Joe's a right-hand batter. Outfielder's moving back a little bit for Joe. What a brilliant catch that was when that ball game yesterday. That ball that was hit there by Lieber yesterday was easily 450 or 60 feet from home plate. 483 feet out to the center field barrier. He wasn't very far from there. Those familiar with the polo grounds, it was right at the edge of the steps leading up to the dressing room. Ready to pick now with two outs. Last half of the first, nobody on, no score. The windup, DiMaggio. It's a strike. Nice curve ball that broke over the outside corner for a cold strike. There's the signal, the wind-up, the Maggio bat. It's a strike call. I believe the Maggio was waiting for a fast ball inside that time. At least he looked like he was a little bit further removed from the plate. But he got a hook and the call is strike two. DiMaggio took almost a half swing at that one, changed his mind as the ball broke outside, and the count is strike two and ball one. Mitch Simmons on the rubber in the wind-up. It's a fly ball in back of second base. Whitehead backing up under it. Whitehead has it. That's all for the Yankees in the first inning. No runs, no hit, and no runs. Rosetti first up, slide. Camilla, Walt was out, Terry on assisted, and DiMaggio plays a pop fly in back of second base, it was, it was taken by Whitehead. No runs, no hits, and no errors. At the end of the first inning, the Giants have two hits, of course the Yankees have none. Into the first half of the second, and Ripple, who has replaced Lieber out of center field against the right-hand pitching of Hadley, will lead off. Jim Ripple. Lieber hit several balls pretty hard yesterday. Jimmy Ripple with big number 23 on his back. Umpire Major Chris Brown is walking out there. He's asked for the ball for a moment. Wants to give that ball an inspection. And Bump Hadley crosses it in there to Dickey. Dickey crosses it. Major Kirk takes a look at it. It's okay. Crosses it back to Dickey, who in turn shoots it out to Hadley. Ripple. Jimmy Ripple, a left-hand batter, steps into the batter's box. Dickey squats down, umpire takes his position behind the catcher, a wind-up, and we're off. Ball one, a curved ball that was inside. Jimmy Ripple stepping away from the plate and taking it. First half of the second inning, no score is yet. Giants batting and Ripple is up. There's a long drive, high and far into right center field with Selkirk and DiMaggio going over. Selkirk has it. Ripple. Slide high to George Selkirk in right center field. Gus Mancuso coming up. Gus has a lot of friends here in New York. Hundreds of them are giving him a little hand clapping as he steps to the plate. Hollowing, come on, Gus. First half of the second inning. One out and nobody on. Hadley pitching for the Yanks and Dickie catching. Wind up. The foul over in back of first base. Strike one. Quite a scramble on for that ball. A fire has crossed out a new ball. Hadley has it now, rubbing it up a little bit. Gus Mancuso is back to count strike one. Here it is. Strike two. 
Best took a swing at that one and missed, and the count is two or nothing. Abby, a right-hander. Starts his wind-up, and here it is. Outside. Ball one. And the count on Mancuso. Strike two and ball one. And Yankee infielders Gehrig, Lazzari, Cosetti, and Walt. One man out. First half of the second inning. Nobody on. Mancuso is up. Strike two. Ball one. As a drive out to DiMaggio in center. He's coming in. Under it. DiMaggio takes it. Mancuso lined out to DiMaggio in short left center field. Two out. Nobody on. Burgess Whitehead. Giant second baseman coming up. Standing there now. The bat knocking the third off his shoe. Now into the batter's box. First half of the second inning. No score is yet. Two out and nobody on. Hadley winding up. It's a foul strike. Whitehead attempted to get out of the way of that pitch. Was coming right at his head. As he ducked away, it accidentally hit his bat. Rolled over toward the giant dugout. And it's a foul strike one. It is. Ball one. A curveball that failed to catch the inside corner. And the count is ball one and strike one. Ball one, strike one. As it drives to right field, it's serving foul. It is foul. Foul by about ten yards down on the right field corner. And the count is strike two and ball one. First half of the second inning, two men out. Umpire Major Kurt. Major's getting a new supply of baseballs. Mascot goes up and assists him and now ready to go again. First half of the second, two out, nobody on. Here we are. Another foul. That one is upstairs into the laps of the spectators. Strike two and ball one. looking out towards center field at the moment. Now back on the rubber. Strike two and ball one, the wind-up. There's a bounding ball down to Lazari. Lazari has it, the toss. He's out. Burgess Whitehead making the third out of the inning. A ground ball that was taken by Lazari to Gehrig. No runs, no hits, and no errors. Triple first up, right to right. Mancuso flies to center, and Whitehead out second to first. And not an available inch of space here at Yankee Stadium this afternoon. Those who missed our opening description have been trying to get tickets, I believe, for several days here for the opening game in Yankee Stadium. Thousands and thousands of folks from nearby cities to New York could not get in on account of their work during the first two games have all flooded into New York City and are trying frantically to get tickets for today and tomorrow's game. The next three games will be played here at Yankee Stadium and then, of course, the teams will move back to the polo ground. Lou Gehrig, mighty Lou Gehrig, a great favorite here in New York, will lead off for the Yankees in the last half of the second. Sonny Fitzsimmons, right-hander, winds up on the pitch. Strike call. That was a slow, fading curveball that broke on the inside corner. Gehrig stepping away and taking it. Even feeding Gehrig slow, sweeping curves all through the series. Here it is. It's a strike. It's a strike call. Apparently, Gehrig was waiting for another slow curveball, but Fitz tossed him up, and he burnt one right through the center. 
Seems to have Gary a bit off balance. The count is two and nothing. The wind-up and the pitch. It's a foul back. Count remains strike two. Yankee catcher Bill Dickey. In the batter's, extra batter's box there, waiting to come up next. This is Ryan Gary Clunny with a count strike two. He leads off, you know. Here's the pitch. It's strike two. Ball one. Almost over the catcher's head. And the count on Gary gets strike two and ball one. Just imagine, if you will, the hearts of these New Yorkers here in this World Series having to take their choice between Gallic and the Giants. The pitch, it's a ball. Strike two and ball two. Two and two. Not uncommon for them to be unable to make up their minds to pick a choice of their favorite in this series. Both teams from New York. Strike two and ball two. This is getting his signal. Starts his wind-up two and two. Coming... There's a long drive at foul. Roar from the crowd. Gary got a hold of that one and drove it high up in the upper stand. Out there in foul territory in right field. And the count is strike two. Ball two. Gary leading off. First man up in the last half of the second inning. Nobody has scored as yet. Here's the wind up two and two. And it goes along. at bat. Well, he hit him out of two or nothing. The pitch. Ball three. That was a curveball, a sharp breaking curve, but just barely missed the outside corner, and the count on Bill Dickey is ball three. We have George Selkirk coming up next. Bill Dickey, you know, left hand batter, three or nothing. It is strike ball. The old automatic strike and over the count. Three and nothing. Now it's three and one. What a day, what a game, what a crowd. Three and one coming. Ball four. That was a fast ball that was a bit too high. And our Dickey has a base on ball. Trotting down to first and George Selkirk is coming up. George Selkirk, a left-hand batter. 
Goes back the dirt off his shoes, steps into the batter's box, taps the bat on home plate. The eyes, the pitcher, and we're about ready to go. New ball has been tossed out. Selkirk, a left-hand batter, is up. Fitzsimmons takes a stretch. Dickey on first, you know. The highest foul ball near home plate. Mancuso under it. He has it. Selkirk fouled out to Mancuso. That ball was hit directly up over home plate. Jake Powell coming up. Jake Powell, right-hand batter. Jake has been quite a star in the series so far. These both teams have sat, having made five hits out of seven trips to the plate. Jake Powell steps into the batter's box. One gone until Dickey on first. One to nothing in favor of the American League Yankees. The result of that home run by Gary. Here's the stretch in the pitch. It's a bounding ball down second. Bartell crosses to Whitehead. Whitehead to Kelly. Double play. That was a double play. And what happened in the second inning? Gary first up, cracked a home run. 400 feet over a 20-foot high barrier. Dickey walked. Selkirk fouled out to the catcher. And Powell hit into a double play. Bartell to Whitehead to Kelly. One run. One hit and no error. Another battery for this afternoon. For those who just tuned in, a starting battery for the Giants with Fitzsimmons and Mancuso. And for the Yanks, it's Hadley and Dickey. He's going to be delayed for just a moment. You know, Dickey was on base. going to take him a few moments to get his catching paraphernalia adjusted. Now he has it. And in just a few moments, we'll be starting the first half of the third inning. And third baseman Travis Jackson, who is the captain of the Giants, will be first up. There's the toss down to second, but it was high over Lazari's head, out of the center field, and the ball has to be retrieved out there by Joe DiMaggio. Pass the crowd here at Yankee Stadium for this third game of the 1936 Blue Ribbon Classic. The score at the end of two innings, the Yanks won, the Giants nothing. Result of Gary Palmer. First half of the third, and Travis Jackson, a right-hand batter, will lead off. Hadley starts to wind up, and here we go. A ball. Ball missed the outside corner of the plate, and the count on Jackson is one and nothing. Victor Fitzsimmons will be next. There's a bounding ball down third, a top ball. Rolf has it, the throw. He's out. Jackson swung hard, topped that ball. Rolled lazily down for third base. The Rolf was in fast, picked it up and shot it like a bullet over to Blue Kelly, and the Giants have run out. This round of applause is for Freddie Fitzsimmons. Freddie has had a grand season with the Giants. Steps into the batter's box. He's a right-hand hitter, also a right-hand pitcher. Hadley starts the wind-up on the first pitch to Freddie. It's a strike call. Nice sharp breaking curve ball that caught the outside corner of the plate. Giant half of the third, one out, nobody on. Strike two. Fitzsimmons attempted to cause Rolf up by dumping a bunt down third. Stuck his bat out. Rolf came carrying in. A fifth miss, and it's strike two. Hadley getting the signal. Now another windup. Strike three, he swings and misses. Bill Dickey whips the ball down to Rolf, to Cosetti, to Lazzari, to Gehrig, and then into the pitcher's box. 
Once more, we find the top of the giant batting order coming up. That's Joe Moore, the left fielder. First time up, Joe banged a single. Left-hand hitter, and he steps into the batter's box. First half of the third inning, two out. Hadley winds up. Ball one. Very fast, sharp-breaking curveball is over inside. Moore stepping away, and the count is one and nothing. The foul in the boxes in back of home plate. Ball one and strike one. Umpire tossed out a new ball. One that he tossed out, something was wrong with it, so he gets another one. Moore steps in the batter's box. Hadley has his signal. Ball one, strike one. There's a long drive. Deep in the right field. Selkirk backing up. It's not in. Selkirk is under it. He takes it. That was out there near the barrier. 344 feet from home plate. Just in front of that, about five or six feet from going over the barrier where it was taken by Selkirk. In the giant half of the third, no runs, no hits, and no errors. Tony Missouri getting a nice round of applause. All giving me a big round of applause. You know, it was Tony who hit that home run with the bags loaded. First time that a home run had been driven out with the bags loaded since the series of 1920 in the Cleveland-Brooklyn series when Elmer Smith banged that homer with three on. That was the famous game, incidentally, in which Bill Wamby turned in the unassisted triple play. That must be a thrill. Must be, it is. One to nothing in favor of the Yanks. Last half of the third. This first pitch is a strike. Lazelli has one hit out of seven trips to the plate of the series, but what a hit it was. Strike one. Strike two. Ball. Very pretty curve ball coming at Lazelli, then breaking over the inside corner, and the count is two. Nothing. Bump Hadley will be the next hitter. Here it is. Outside. A curve ball misses the outside corner, and the count on Lazelli is strike two and ball one. He leads off in the last half of the third inning. Here it is. Ball two. A fastball with high inside. A count on Tony Lazelli is strike two and ball two. First man up in the last half of the third inning. There's the windup again. Two and two. Swinging for distance, swung hard, and missed the curve ball. It was low, outside for a strikeout. One out, nobody on, Hadley coming up. Hadley gets a nice round of applause from the fans. Hadley's a right-hand batter. Last half of the third inning, one out, nobody on. Fits in and first pitch to him. He hits it at the five ball going toward right field. Ott back on the track, under it, Ott takes it. Two out, nobody on. What a day for baseball. Again, the top of the Yankee batting order coming up. Frank Rosetti, the shortstop, leadoff man. Comes up in the third inning. Last time up, Rosetti fly to Malak. Two out, nobody on. Last half of the third, Fitz Simmons pitch. It's a slight call. It's John breaking third ball over the outside corner of the plate to a right-hand batter, and it was called. Walt coming up next. 
Bird to be another hitter. Here it is. Ball one, a fastball is inside. Rosetti was all set to take a toe hold on that one, but it was high inside, and the count is ball one and strike one. The game is moving along fairly fast this afternoon. Last pass for third, two out. One and one, the count. Strike two. Rosetti swings from way back. Misses. And the count is strike two and ball one. Two and four, one. Last half of third, two out. Nobody on. And the score of the Yanks, one. Giants, nothing. Fitzsimmons winds up. Strike two, ball one. Strike three, four. That ball for the Yankees in the third inning. No one, no hit, and no errors. Two strikeouts that inning for the Freddy Fitzsimmons. This game is all coming to you from the Yankees Stadium in New York. The third game of the 1936 Blue Ribbon Classic between the Giants and the Yanks. The first two games at the Polo Ground. He's uh, the next three will be played here at Yankee Stadium. Each of the clubs have won one game. The Yanks are out in front of the time, but it's all at one to nothing. The result of that mighty home run by Blue Gehrig to sail 400 feet of home plate and over 20 feet barrier. This is Tom Manning speaking. I've had the pleasure of broadcasting the play-by-play description of the first three innings. Now you're going to hear the voice of Red Barber of WLW Cincinnati. Red Bob. Thanks a great deal, Tom. Bum Hadley has retired the last seven of the Giants that he's faced. Bum got off to a little bit of a shaky start in the top half of the first inning, but was saved by a very fast double play, Cresetti to Gehrig. And since then, he has been absolutely invincible, retiring the Giants in order in the second and third round, and striking out Fitzsimmons in the third. Cresetti's no slouch up there with the Willow. So for New York, coming into the beginning of the fourth, it'll be Dick Bartell who has three hits already in the World Series, to be followed by manager Bill Terry, who has five hits, and Bill, so far, has gotten a single each of the three series games on his initial appearance at the play. And then will come Mel Vinat, who got two hits in the first game and has been stopped since. But Mel, to Louisiana Larissa, the boy wonder who broke in with the Giants under McGraw at the tender age of 17, is now a veteran and past the 10-year status, is always dangerous. Nick Bartell up. And this is a tight ball game, and certainly a splendid exhibition of what a World Series game to be. Hadley winds up to Liberty once, twice delivered. Bartell takes inside on the letters for ball one. The first pitch of the fourth inning. Bartell stands there with his forward left foot right up against the plate. His right foot passed underneath him. The pitch, Dick swings in it. It's a high foul behind third. Ross is underneath it in coaches box, waiting and squeezes it for the off. And Ross, after he caught that foul behind third base, shook his head very wryly as though to wring tears out of his eyes. The sky overhead is a very beautiful robin's egg blue with, as the boys say, very few angels in the form of clouds in it. It's a very tough sky for the players to look into. And left field at Yankee Stadium is the Sun Garden. Now Bill Terry's up, one out, nobody on. Hadley pitches, Terry left-hand hitter takes it under the chin for ball one. One away, base is empty, the Yankees ahead. One to nothing. Hadley winds up, cuts it loose. Terry swinging, fouls it straight back onto the netting behind home. Now one apiece. Bill Terry. Very grim visit. Stands there now. Square off from the plate, midway in battle box. Choking his back just about an inch. It's a dirty, brown-looking stick. Though it's well seasoned and been through the walls. Hadley pitches. Terry swinging. Put the roller down to deep. Short stop. Cazetti up with it. A nice stop. The long throw is in by a step. And Terry is out. Cazetti. To Gary. Terry, who doesn't throw very often and hits a lot to left in left center field, hit a laser right across the top of the grass 
almost between the hole between Ross and Crosetti. Crosetti fading quickly over to his right, went back into deep shortstop position, made a nice stop, and a very hurried long throw to Garrick, which was in there by a step. And now it's two away. And the batter is Mallard, hitting left-handed. Out steps into the pitch, but takes it, and it's called strike one. Major Kurt bears vehemently, dragging that right hand of his Kylie. When Mage calls a strike, everybody in the stadium sees it. Hadley winds up, comes down with it. Out takes outside, and it's one and one. One ball, one strike. Hadley has now retired the entire giant batting motor, without an exception. Curry was the last man to get on against him. He retired the last nine. The pitch to up, it's swung on, it's a high foul, up behind third. Ross is under it, shading his eyes, waiting, waiting, and makes the catch. And he almost misjudged the step, but he faded over at that last split second, that nth degree of what time was left to him, and brought it in. And for the third straight inning, Bob Hadley has retired the Giants in order. Now the ball was hit out of the infield, here in the top of the fourth. That is great pitching by Bob Hadley. He's making that one-run lead, supplied by one swing by Lou Gehrig, stand up so far as though it were as big as a mountain. And now Freddie Fitzsimmons, game to the core, 34 years old, a veteran, very cool, and who has that knuckleball doing tricks today. He's in fine form with the exception of that one ball that he drew for Gehrig. He's limbering up with his battery mate, Swarthy, blocky Gus Mancuso. This is going down. He's been spinning like a dervish out there on that mound. If you've seen Fitzsimmons pitch, you know what we are speaking of. He takes the ball from pitcher's position, that is, has the ball in his glove at his waist, and then he spins on his right leg, twists on it until he is looking back over second into center field, and then spinning quickly back to the plate, and in the same motion, he cuts that ball loose. The secret of it is that Fitz gets his eyes glued on his target before he ever takes it off. So when he turns back around, he's ready. He says he finds no trouble in the handling control. The first batter up in the last of the fourth is Red Rock, left-hand hitter. Swing. It's a bouncer right at Whitehead, a hot one. Burgess has lots of time for the throw to Terry, and Ross is out, hitting the first ball six last of the fourth. That one went down to second base. Not a bit faster than the elevated, uh, whistling behind right and right center field this afternoon. The matter is Joe DiMaggio. One away for the Yankees, last of the fourth. The Yankees ahead, thanks to Gary Homer. Back in the second, one to nothing. DiMaggio, right-hand hitter, step, takes inside, ball one. DiMaggio waits until that ball is right up on top of him before he swings. He gets a lot of wrist motion in his work up there at the plate. The great young rookie waits, swings, piles it right back off Manchuco's net. It mounds down onto the dirt, rolls toward third. Ball taken out of play and you one put in. One and one to Joe. Simmons takes the ball from Manchuco, rubs it a bit. Just a little dirt, just a little landscaping out there on the mound. The outfield, called a little toward left, about two steps from the Maggio. It's been spin, pitches a change of pace low outside. And it's ball two, strike one. The Simmons change of pace is especially effective, coming out of the face of that spin that he uses. But he never spins when he has men on. Pitch takes off Mancuso, takes the second signal, now he delivers. The Maggio takes a low curve just above the knees, and it is called strike two. Two and two. And Joe, a little bit fooled on that one, walks out of batter's box. Joe's a dirt picker rubber. Gets a handful. Throws it away. Now walking up to the plate. Got to relax his, leans over, touches the heavy end down from the platter. Straightens up, cocks that bat. High onto the air, ready. Up behind his right ear. It's him and spin, pitches. And now your face back on it at the shoulders inside. It's three and two. Three balls, two strikes. 
The control of the two pitches today has been very good. There's only been one base on ball. That was given back to Simmons right after Gary hit that homer. The 3-2 pitch is swung on. It's low foul behind first base. That was an inside pitch which DiMaggio fell back from and tried to hit the right field. Flashed it foul behind first. Terry retrieves it. Rubs it. Roughly between the palms of his hands. Now returns it. Still goes back to his fielding post. There's a big hole between Terry and Whitehead. Terry's playing his usual fielding position behind first, and Whitehead is almost behind second. The Simmons works. DiMaggio swinging. It's a whistling line drive to left center field. It's a base hit. It's taken on the second hop by Ripple. The throw is coming in the second. DiMaggio is racing for it. DiMaggio makes it with a slide and is saved for a double. Simmons calling the play at second base. Now has a little bit of an argument on his hand. Bartell took the throw in, but Dick walks away. DiMaggio slid safely in for a double to left center field. That is just the second hit off to Simmons. Freddy gave up only one hit before that double by DiMaggio, which was Garrick Homer. And speaking of Garrick, Harry is at the plate. Now it's one away. The Yankees are leading one to nothing here in the last of the fourth inning. Garrick is up for a second try as one for one. And DiMaggio leads down off second base for the double. To Simmons pitches, Garrick takes a curve just above the knees for call strike one. The outfield is deep on Garrick and pulled around toward right. The infield is straight away on the right side of it is a step deeper. DiMaggio walks down off second. He has about a four-and-a-half step lead. The Simmons watches him come down to pitching position. Freddie isn't spinning. The pitch is outside, and it's one-and-one. One One ball and one strike. Drew Gehrig set. Simmons up over his head, working. And it's called strike two. Gehrig had a notion to go for it, then changed his mind. He who hesitates is lost, and Major Curse waved that right hand. Strike two. One ball, two strikes. One out. Gehrig, after being out of the box, steps back in. Set. What a powerful-looking figure he is. The Simmons delivers. It's a change of pace, swung on, and fouled into the upper tier of the stands behind home. Just to get a look at Gehrig as he stands there at the plate, and you can easily understand why he's hung up that endurance record. He looked every inch and every iota, the Iron Man. Lou digs in, counts one and two, McKinnon delivers, and Gehrig swinging, fouls this one back into the stand behind home. Still one and two. Lou takes off his cap, mops his brow. The whole right side of the infield is in shade. The pitch in the batter, and not in the sun any longer. The pitch, Gary Green at the roller, foul behind first base. That caused umpire Summers to do a little rope skipping down there. It was hit right at his feet, and he had to pick him up and lay him down. You know, when Gary fouls one after hitting it on the nose, you don't aim to leave your pet corns out there to be stepped on. Still one and two. Gehrig, set, turned a little bit toward right field. Simmons looks back at DiMaggio at second. Jolie off, long way. Freddie makes a pretense of throwing back to second, but there's nobody there, and Freddie holds it. Delivery, the change of pace, but Gehrig reaches out four fouls high up and back toward the Yankee dugout and into the first row off the spectator. 
And Fuso came tearing back. But he could not quite get it. Still one and two. Lieutenant standing behind the mound. Major just puts a new ball in play by way of managing first baseman Bill Terry. Out in left field, Joe Moore, who shifted over toward left center and sort of looked up at the sun. Took the sunglasses, looked through them. Ripple, out in center, busily running his bare hand around the palm of the glove. Now out back up just about as deep as he can in right. The Simmons now throws back to second base to Bartell, not quite in time. The Maggio slid in under Bartell. The Simmons can spin either way. He's good in that time. It's a one-to-nothing ball game in favor of the Yankees. It's the last half of the fourth inning. Here's the third game of the World Series and the first of Yankee Stadium. One man out, DiMaggio's second. They sit to Gehrig, is a fly ball out into right. Mellot is trying for it in right center on the center track, makes the catch, and DiMaggio halfway to third, comes carrying back to second. And it's two goals. And, of course, the crowd roared the moment that fly was peeled off of Gehrig's bat. They had seen him hit one into the spectators out in the sun sector in right center field. And so when that one started high, why, up went the crowd. But up went Mallot's right arm. A sure sign that it isn't going back into the sand. Not two away. Dimaggio still holding at second base. He doubled in the left center field with one out here in the last four. He's the possessor of the second hit off the center. Both of these pitches are really bearing down. About an hour is Bill Dickey, who was walked in the second inning. So far, the only free transportation of the game. On either side. Dimaggio walked down off third. The pitch to Dickey, left-hand hitter, is right through there. The Simmons came down with his fastest. Ball strike one. Dickey set. Standing a little bit close to the plate and right off from it. Doesn't tilt that bat. Simmons looks back for a second. Blows out his lips for a moment. Now takes a deep breath. Comes to the pitching position. Delivers to the plate. Dickey swinging at the roller. Right to Burgess, right head. Who has it clean it. The throw to Terry is in lots of time. And Dickey is out. And so ends the threat in the last half of the fourth inning. Quick with occasion by DiMaggio doubling a line drive hit into left center field with one out. But Gehrig flew out to Mallott, and Dickey just was thrown out right here to Terry. That is the first Yankee threat in the ball game. In the second inning, there's no threat at all. Gehrig simply home it. And at the end of four innings, it is one run, two hits to no errors for the Yankees, no runs, two hits to no errors for the Giants. Bump Hadley... 185-pound, 32-year-old, 5'11", veteran right-hander, who won 14 ball games and lost four for the New York Yankees during this Senate race, which carried them right into this present World Series, is pitching right now a remarkable performance. He has retired the last 10 Giants in order, and there's been absolutely nothing goofy about it. He's had a lot of stuff. He's had great control. He has walked nobody. Now as we open the beginning of the fifth, with the Yankees ahead one to nothing, Hadley steps on the mound, steps to pitch to Ripple, then Mancuso and Whitehead. Ripple, left hand hitter, is up. Now in the silence, it settles. Hadley prepares the pitch. He hits Rosetti, talking it up at short. The pitch is swung on. It's a drive deep out into right field. Southwick goes back, back, back. He can't get it. It's in among the spectators for a home run by Ripple, and the ball game tied up.
Ripple, one of the happiest men in all this great city of New York at the moment, has completed his jogging jaunt around those bases. A line drive home run into the front seat in deadaway right field, over the 344-foot mark. And Phil Kirk almost climbed in amongst the spectators, so eager was he to try and flag it. And now the game is one and one. The battle up is Gus Mancuso hitting right-handed. The series honors are tied up at one game for each club and the score. Here in the top of the fifth is now tied up at one and one. Had it delivered. Mancuso swinging. Hits one. Back over shortstop into left field. It's a single. It's in there. Cosetti went back desperately, but he could not get it. It was a humpback line drive into left center field. Cosetti could not go back and get it. And Powell had no chance to come in for it. Hadley, after allowing two singles and being saved by a double play in the first inning, then retires 10 Giants in order. But is greeted by the first batter up in the fifth ripple for a home run, and then Mancuso follows with a single. That's for Gus is his third hit in the series. Now the batter is Whitehead, hitting right-handed. Mancuso way off first. Whitehead fouls it. Behind first base on the ground for strike one. Watch it first, delivers. It's a roller, hit down toward first. Gehrig picks it up, throws down to second base. It's a fourth of Mancuso, but there's no return to first. It was not time. Mancuso is fourth at second base. Lou Gehrig to shortstop Cosetti, who covers. Mancuso was cleanly out. Fourth out at second. First to short. And Whitehead is on first base by the field of choice. The game tied one and one. Travis Jackson, the giant captain and third baseman. Steps up to the plate, a right-hand hitter. Hadley steps to the big fellow. Jackson waits in the crowd. Right-hand hitter to the plate. And the pitch is inside. There goes Whitehead for second base. And he is out, attempting to steal. Thrown out. Dickey to shortstop Crosetti. Whitehead was sent down to steal, and he was cut down. Bill Dickey threw a strike to the inside corner of second base. And Crosetti put that ball right in on Whitehead. Whitehead attempting to steal is cut down. Not two away for the Giants. The batter is Jackson. The count is one ball, no strike. Top of the fifth inning, and the ball game is locked up one and one. Hadley pitches. Strike one. Call. It's above the knees. Curve and bit at the outside corner. Hadley composed himself. Takes a deep breath on the mound. Right field steps to toward left on Jackson. The pitch. Ball strike two. Jackson taking. One ball, two strikes. One and two. One ball, two strikes to Jackson. Two out, nobody on. Try to take outside a fast one. Two and two. Take it down in his cross. Straightens up. Major Chris leans over to catch the shoulders, looking for the pitch. Jackson takes a low curve outside and it's three and two. Three balls and two strikes. Hadley hasn't passed the battle this afternoon. Now he can't afford to waste another one. Hadley pitches outside the ball four, and Jackson walks to first base with two men out and nobody on in the top of the fifth inning with a game tied at one and one. And this brings up Fitzsimmons, the pitcher. There's applause for Freddie. Freddie walks solidly up to the plate. He walks a little bit pigeon toed but he can still cover ground. He's a big fellow. 190 pounds. Right-hand batter. Hadley pitches and Fitzsimmons swings and misses. 
Set. Strike one. The outfield on Fitzsimmons. All intents and purposes straight away. But that'll be. Good, pretty good batter for Fitzsimmons. Gehrig holds the inside corner on Jackson. Titus leads off two sets, two and a half. Hadley pitches to the plate. Swing on and missed. The change of pace curve inside on the fingers. Strike two. Nothing in two. And Fitzsimmons stands there looking at Hadley as if to say, what was that you threw me at last? Fitzsimmons was struck out in the third inning. Going the other time up. The pitch. It's a roller to third base. It bounds up over Ross head out into left field. Jackson's around second, coming to third. Fitzsimmons holds it first. Jackson flies into third base. And, of course, it's a pebble hit for Fitzsimmons. And now with the game tied at one and one. With the game tied at one and one, Jackson is at third base. Fitzsimmons is at first. Joe Moore is at the plate, a left-hand batter. That was a hard ground ball hit. Two on the line to third baseman Ralph of the Yankees. And just as it was in front of Ralph as he was set for the ball to come up on the bounce, it bounded. But bounded about two feet over his head. And so quickly that Red was handcuffed. He had no chance to lift his glove and try for it. The ball went out into left field for a single, advancing Jackson to third and putting Fitzsimmons on first. And the batter is left-hand hitter Joe Moore. He singled past third in the first inning for his only hit in the series. Had the pitches. Moore fouls it back onto the ground into the giant dugout. Now will that sole walk that Hadley has so far today given up come back home to Kagan and Costin here in the top of the fifth? It's a 1-1 one, one tie, and the way these pitches are going, most any break on most any inning may be the decider of this third game of the series. Moore waits, Hadley delivers, and Joe Swinging hit the roller back to the box. Hadley has it, throws over to first, and Moore is out. And so ended the threat. The game remains tied at one and one. And that was a hectic inning, to put it mildly, the top of the fifth. After two men were out, a walk to Jackson, a pebble single by Fitzsimmons, which bounded over third baseman Ross head in the left field, sending Jackson around the third, putting Fitz on first, and then Moore bounding rather gently back to the box. And Hadley accepted that one as manner from heaven. Throw to first base, but thrown with much coolness, wasn't rather than the slightest, and with unerring accuracy. And a sweep of Gary's mitt, and so ends the top of the fifth. So coming into the last of the fifth, the Yankees, just a moment ago, so proudly hit one to nothing, are now starting from scratch all over again. The battle of Homer so far, and the battle of two great right-handed veteran pitchers, Hadley 32, Fitzsimmons 34. Both been through the wars and have got a little battle on their hands this afternoon. Now in the last of this, it's Selkirk leading off to be followed by Powell and then Lazare. Fitzsimmons, who's back in the ball game now, on an even status, takes the time for Mancuso. Selkirk, a left-hand hitter, stands up there. The pitch swung on, fouled onto the ground behind first base. Back one. Some spectator leaned over and took that one right out from under Earl Combs, the Yankee coach behind first. Fletcher coaching behind third. The Simmons asked for the sign again for Mancuso. Just stays down in the spot. The pitch. It's low. One and one. One ball, one strike. We're going into the last to fifth. One and one with the first batter up. The ball game is one and one. The series honors are one and one. The Simmons delivers. Delcourt takes it. Paul strike two. 
Jackson and poured that fashion right under the way. Suspect, fingers of uniform for a second. Keeps pumping that bat around, almost in the manner of a golfer taking out a divot. As soon as it delivers, Suspect piles it down onto the ground by home plate. Still one and two. One ball, two strikes. Simmons in four innings. Allowed two hits. Freddie comes down with it. Just take low inside. Almost across the two top. Two and two. Takes a long look. He's still hanging out the time. Then Braden Zetford's admitted the target. Simmons throwing. Has the pit fouled into the upper deck of the stand behind third base. The clamor that you hear is the natural laughter with your the spectators at the other fan going after a foul ball back into the stand. The outfield is quarter right, a little bit sharp here in Felkirk. Back down to deep. Simmons delivers a 2-2 pitch. He swung on and missed for strike three. And Felkirk strikes out on a change of pace curve as Simmons pulled the string a little bit inside. And Felkirk, first up in the last of the fifth, is struck out. That's the third strikeout by Fitzsimmons. Got up, Jake Powell. Up once, hit into a double play. Nice and strike. It's right-handed. Take strike one, just above the knees of Aslan. And Juzo liked that pitch, because he didn't return that ball hard back to Fitzsimmons. Sometimes I wonder how Fitzsimmons knows how to catch the field about it. He delivers a very good one, he catches slams it back, and he delivers a bad one, he slams it back. The pitch now is all strike two. That one's on the inside corner. I think Gus sort of liked that one, too. That's no balls, two strikes. Right-hand hitter Jake Powell. He has five hits in the series. But he's empty had it so far today. Up for his second try. The come of the head and comes down with it. It's low outside. Powell leaned over and almost went for it. But managed to check his swing in time. Ball one. Strike two. One out for the Yankees. Last to the fifth. Base is clean. Infield straight away. Outfield pulled a little bit toward left. Simmons comes down with it, and Powell swinging, hits a high foul into the upper deck of the stand behind first. Well, some gentleman certainly learned a nice felt hat on that one. He didn't trust his hands to catch that foul, so he took his hat off and tried to catch the foul in the hat. The ball went right through it. I imagine he much scared. Still one and two. But Simmons delivers. It's called strike three. A knuckler that hit the inside corner. Way high. And Powell stands there at the plate. Going off a little steam. Maybe they'd walk away from him. And now Lazari steps into batter's box. That was called strike three on Dick Powell. And the two Yankees up in the last with this have had to take that third strike. Lazari takes that side low. Ball one. Simmons wasn't a little bit easy out there on the mound. He seems to be more relaxed. He's grinning now. Something he wasn't doing the first four innings. Then, 
Delivers. It swung on. It's a high, hard one deep out into left. Gilmore is back, back, almost against the stand, waiting. And he catches it with his shoulder blade up against the railing out in deep left field. What a drive that one was. Almost 400 feet. And Gilmore went right back, looked into the sun, into this rather tough, clear sky, and made the catch. Rosario has certainly hit three balls in the last two days that should have been something more than just catches by outfielders. Now let's get along and jump on the top of the sixth inning. <laughs> this ball game, which is really a struggle, just as indicative as the score indicates. One and one. Everything is tied up. There have been two games in the series played. The Giants won the first, the Yankees, that one yesterday. And how? And today, as we are going into the sixth inning, it is a one-in-one tie. Thanks to a second-inning homer by Lou Gehrig for the Yankees and a fifth-inning home run by Jimmy Ripple of the Giants. And now first up to New York against Hadley. Here in the beginning of the sixth is Dick Bartell. To be followed by Terry and then by Art. Bartell, a right-hand hitter. Step. Hadley pours it in and Dick swings at the high foul behind third. Ross is under it, still looking into the sky. Under it, under it, and makes the catch. Just about two steps wide of the stand. One up and one away. We'll open the sixth. Now the batter is Bill Terry, who has one for two this afternoon, has five hits in the series, and has safely connected for a single his first trip up to the plate in each of the three games. They like Bill here in New York. There's applause for him, rippling all over Yankee Stadium. He stands there now. Hadley, big sturdy right-hander on the mound, delivers, and Terry takes low, ball one. The outfield is from one to two steps, Toward left on Terry, despite his being a left-hand hitter. It doesn't pull a great deal. And the pitches. Terry takes. It's inside for ball two. Two nothing. And has just missed these last two pitches. A very close margin. He delivers. Terry takes it. And the fat one is registered as strike one. Two balls, one strike. Cazetti, dancing around down short, is certainly talking it up. He's a life of that infield. The pitch, Terry swinging. It's a drive out toward left center field. DiMaggio is going. Powell is going. DiMaggio makes the catch in deep left center field after a tremendous run. This young DiMaggio is certainly playing baseball. The World Series to him is just another ball game. He's just taking everything in stride. And he's making these hard catches after long runs look very easy, which they tell me is the acid test of a major leaguer. Now it's two away for the ground from the top of the sixth, and the hitter is now out. The left-handed picks up that forward foot, but he takes in time for ball one. That forward foot is his right, and he lifts it almost as high as an adagio dancer when he's really taking a swing. Hits it right back past the middle. It's over second base out in the center field. A single for Ott. His first hit this afternoon. And his third hit in the series. With two men out, the ball game tied one and one here in the top of the six. Ott signals right back through the middle. And the applause is for Ripple. Hadley getting his present nemesis. Jimmy Ripple, who started that home run back in the fifth. A left-hand hitter. Hot leads off first to pitch. Ripple takes. Low inside for ball one. Low curve. Down low inside and off. Two out. Mel ready to go on anything. Leads down off first. 
Gehrig, Grimley holds the inside corner. Hardly in fifth position, watching the runner. Delivers now. Ripple kick, low outside for ball two. Two nothing. The right-hand pitcher in the person of Hadley and the left-hand hitter in Jimmy Ripple. So far, the giant number one offensive hero. Ball game tied. Tied is picked. One is one. Hadley pitches. Ripple takes it. The call strike just above the knee. Don't have little choice but to come in with that one. And he threw it beautifully well, just above the knee. I threw it straight away. Through the infield. Hadley watching first. Throws back over there, but not in time. Out skip nimbly on. Ripple waiting. Pumping that stick back and forth and short. Menacing off. Hadley pitches. Outside for ball three. Three and one. Dickey walked a couple of steps down in front of the plate before returning that pitch to bump. Hollis something. Hadley without any show of emotion takes the time. Three one pitch. is swung on, fouled back high, just above our heads, about a foot. If we happen to stay away from the microphone, it was because of the old saying tough preservation. As you know, that's the closest we've been to a baseball in this third, and you'd be surprised to know how big it looks coming right back up at you. Now let's get back into the game. Three and two to Ripple. Out leading off first, ready to go on the pitch. Ripple takes it, calls back three. Ripple threw it right away and started turning down toward first, bringing up to be ball four. But Major Drake's right hand went dramatically skyward. And it is called strike three, and so ends the top of the six. Ripple taking the third strike. And so for the Giants in the top of the sixth inning, no run, one hit, one left on, and the strikeout for Hadley. The Yankees in the last of the six will have Hadley, the pitcher leading off, then Crosetti and Ralph, the top of the order. The applause now is for Hadley as he comes walking to the plate. He is pitching a grand performance. Hadley's up there. Mallott goes down... Into right field, kicking a little break, out there on the center track. And so back behind the plate, into his crouch. And Bob Major Church pulls his mask down over his brow. The Simmons juggles the ball around his glove for a second, takes the sign. Having a right-hand hitter. Up for a second try. Pitch. Low outside for ball one. Hadley's first time up, back in the third. Flew out to up, the right fielder. Infield straight away. Goes the outfield. Pitch takes off Mancuso. Takes the time for the next. Then... It's a curve just above the knees, down in there for call strike one. Hadley still looking. One and one. The pitchers face each other. The Simmons on the slab. Hadley up there at the dish. Pitch delivers. It calls strike two. That was a sharp one on the outside corner, just above the knees. Pretty looks the ball. Zoya was counting the stitches, rolling it around, pocket of his glove. I take a quick glance down at Mancuso. Has the sign. Nods the Gribbley. Goes into action. It's swung on and missed. A hook above the knees. And Hadley is struck out. And Sir Simmons has now struck out three of the last four men that he's faced. That's his fifth whip so far this afternoon. Five and a third inning. Now one out. Last to six. The batter is top of the order. Frank Rosetti, who has 0 for 2 so far today. Got field toward left. Right-hand hitter. Rosetti swinging, hits a high fly ball into straightaway center field. Ripple comes on Rick, on Rick, on Rick, and grabs it. And now it's two up, 
Two balls for the Yankees in the last of the six. And the ball game is tightly tied at one and one. A home by Gehrig in the second and by the giant Ripple in the fifth. The batter is Red Roth, who has 0 for 2 this afternoon and hasn't gotten the ball out of the infield. It's left-handed. So if the Simmons pitches, Roth takes it. The curve in there for call strike one. Outfield pulled around for it right. And Pierce comes out of his cross. The Simmons spins, pitches. It's swung on. It's a high foul up and back. And Pierce comes chasing it, but it's no use. It's on to the netting. Now Roth is behind. Two strikes. No ball. New ball put in play. Pass around the giant inner defense. All the boys getting their hands on it. Jackson, Wartell, Whitehead to Terry. And out of six minutes on the mound. Roth comes back into batter's box. That's hand hitter. And a crowd standing up on top of the plate. So two sticks. Six minutes. Ashman shoots over that sign again. Takes it. Six winds up. Spins. Delivers. It's high outside. Ball one. One and two. Two out. Nobody on. Last of the six. Yankees batting. Good Yankee Stadium. The game is tied one and one. Simmons delivers. It's high outside again. He hasn't quite gotten that hit down and in there. And Roth, top eyed, ming side, has taken the last two and the count is now leveled at two apiece. Simmons comes in with it. It's low outside and it's now 3 2. And Roth has put the engineering eye on the last three pitches. After being sadly in a hole, behind nothing and two, he's now even with Freddie at three and two. Now we'll get action on this one. Something's got to break. Ripple moves over more sharp into right center field. The Simmons pitches it swung on, and it's a drive right toward Ripple. He comes in one step, goes back two, and takes it. He shifted before that pitch right into position. And it was hit right out to him by Red Rock. And the Yankees go down in order at the end of the sixth inning. No runs, no hits, and no errors for the Yankees in the last of the six. At the end of the sixth inning, it is one run, six hits, and no errors for the Giants. It is one run, two hits, and no errors for the Yankees. The Simmons has struck out five, walked one. Hadley has struck out two and has walked one. In just a moment, the top of the seventh will be at hand as this mighty struggle. So far, the prettiest picture especially as far as the game itself and the atmospheric conditions are concerned, goes on. And the voice to tell you will be that of Ty Tyson of Detroit. Well, we're ready to go into that seventh inning. You know, boys and girls, we've, so far, on Wednesday, we had a water polo contest. Then yesterday, it was more or less of a county fair game. But today is what you really should see at a World Series. A great ball game, all tied up at one run, both of them home runs, and there's a single, a bounder over the pitcher's head, backed up by Cassetti behind second to throw the first man out in this seventh inning. Just Mancuso, bounded one over Bump Hadley's head, Cassetti backed up the play, taking the bounder behind second and tossing to Gary Gore to put out at first. One man out in the seventh, and Burgess Whitehead is up. Right-hand batter, no hit in the two times he's been at bat. The first pitch is a swinging strike as Bump broke one in their belt line. He starts 
Winding for the next six. There it is. He punches right in front of the plate. Hard third. Dickey comes out, grabs it up, and throws him out at first. Accurate to first. Dickey to carry. On the front, jumps right in front of the plate toward third base. Two men out. Nobody on. And Travis Jackson is up. First time at bat, he grounded out third to first. And the second time, drew a pass. And gone, nobody on. Adley bends over, getting the sign from Dickey. Starts winding, and here's the first pitch. It's a swinging strike, a curve that was breaking away from him, a right-hand batter. Dickey dropped the pitch. One strike on Jackson. And here comes the next one. It's a blind drive over second base for a single in the center field. The Maggio's crouching to take it. Throwing in now to second base. And Jackson is on first with his first hit of the day. And that's ready for Simmons. The pitcher who fanned the first time up, then singled the second time, is coming up, getting quite a round of applause. Pat Frederick has held the Yankees to two hits. Home run by Lou Gehrig and a double by Joe DiMaggio. I'm doing a very nice job of pitching out there. Hadley, while being hit harder, has been bearing down in the clutch. Swinging strike. He really went for that curveball in a big way. Then he cocked his bat, getting ready to take a lap at the next pitch, and here it comes. He bunts along third baseline. Strike two. He went down there pretty fast for a portly lad. Have a couple of fat boys out there on the mound today. One fat one and one a little fatter. Hadley and Fitzsimmons. Ready comes back fast. Gets back in that batter's box. Jackson on first, and Gehrig is holding him on there very closely. Travis steps off a couple of steps. Here's the pitch to Fitz, and it's fouled into the dirt. And the count is unchanged, just two strikes. He's on top of that pitch. Back in there. Bump flexes his arm a bit. Turns around, faces the batter. In pitching position now, there's the stretch. Here it comes, and it's high inside. Fitz ducked away from that one, came around a little bit, and some of those further removed from the plate here imagined that he had taken a strike. The high inside pitch, and the count is two strikes and one ball. There's the stretch, and here it comes. It's a drive out in the short left field. Jackie Powell is hustling in. It's dropped in front of him. it on the first hop, rather than trying for a two-string catch, which meant if the ball got past him, it would mean a run. And as the score is tied, it's a little better to play than safely. Runners on second and first, and Joe Moore is up. Single the first time at bat, slide the right field the second time up, and Hadley tossed him out the last time at bat. Here in the first half of the seventh inning, and the series side, all by the same.
And it's a high one, ball one. Thorne goes up for the next pitch. It's a drive to Lothario. Leaping tackle, a line drive to Tony Lothario. And that ball, had it been hit to the right or left, a foot or six inches higher, would have been a base hit in the right center field and would have scored Jackson from second giving the Giants an edge. However, the drive was right above Lazeri's head. He leaped in the air and speared it for the third off. No run, two hits, no error, two left. And Cuso first up, rounded out, short to first. It was a high bounder over Hadley's head, which Corsetti took behind second base and threw him out. Whitehead jumped one in front of the plate, and Dickey tossed him out. Jackson singled. Fitzsimmons also singled. And then Moore lined to Mazzelli for the third out. Score is still tied at one run. As the Yankees come to bat in the seventh, it's Joe DiMaggio carrying half of the Yankee hits today. They have two so far. Gehrig's home run and DiMaggio double. Start winding, and here comes that sidearm pitch, and it's a call strike on Joe. He knuckleballed that one over the outside corner. Freddie's been doing very well with that knuckler. One strike on DiMaggio. The arm goes up for the next pitch, and Joe hits one, tops it, and it's a foul along third baseline for the second strike. Two and nothing. Gets a new ball. Plays catch with it a little bit. Now he seems ready to go. He's spinning, and here's the pitch. Over DiMaggio's head. Ball one. And the count is two strikes and one ball. Looks as though he might have pulled the swing a little on that one. Didn't have very good direction. Going one. Coming in. Ball two. A high fast one. Just above the letters. And the count is two and two. Two and two. There's the motion. And DiMaggio fouls another one along third baseline. Grabbed by Coach Artie Fletcher down there. Count is unchanged. Two and two. What an ideal day for a ball game. Yesterday was a honey, and so is today. And here's the next pick to Joe. He lines one way out in left field. It's going for a nice catch there by Joe Moore against the barrier again. Moore has caught two drives out there against the barrier in deep left. One from Tony Lazeri, and this one from Joe DiMaggio. 
be pretty well uh, bruised about the body backing into that concrete out there. One out. And Lou Gehrig is up. Lou's home run in the second inning. Accounted for the Yankees run. And there's a drive out right field. It's not going out far enough for a home run. And here comes Mellock for the catch on the cinder track. Two out. Nobody on and Bill Dickey walked the first time at bat and then grounded out second to first the second time up. Left hand hitter. Have a running track around this field here that uh, begins about uh, 100 feet out beyond first base. Little low, ball one. Still stepping away from that one. Low and inside pick. Two men out and nobody on. The Simmons gets the sign. Mancuso comes up out of the crouch and Dickey bounces one over, fits his head. Here comes Whitehead in. into this eighth inning of this very tight and tied up ball game. The series also tied one game each and this game with one run each. And the first man up for the Giants is Dick Bartell. Richard has had no hits in two official trips to the plate today. The Giants have eight hits so far and the Yankees too. The first pitch to Dick, a right-hand batter, is on the inside corner, knee high for a call strike. Plotting here, trying to get some base hits. And it's quite a crowd. Hadley starts winding, and the next pitch to Bartell is a line drive out into left field. It's foul by about three feet. Rounding off of the box seat. It looked good when it started, but he had a little too much football. Two strikes on Bartell, who is coming back from down around first base. He was away with that of the bat, of course. He had just a little too much pull on that. Umpire Major Kirk holds up the hand. Now he's ready, denoting that the game should proceed. And Hadley starts winding. Over his head, ball one. Now there's two strikes and one ball. Martell leading off in the eighth inning. And the score all... Steps out of the batter's box and now back in again, waving his bat at Hadley. Hadley starts winding. 
Another inside pitch, ball two. Bump seems to be working on him a little bit after he kissed that line drive foul down left field. And the count is two and two. A drive between Corsetti and Walsh in the left field for a base hit. Jakey Powell throwing the ball in now to Lazarius second. And that's the ninth hit off Hadley. And with the first man up in the inning getting on, with a score tied at one run and in the late inning, it looks as though the Giants have a bit of advantage here. Manager Bill Terry is up. One hit and three times at bat. We'll see whether Bill plays for this one run. Going for it, it's a foul attempting to bunt foul along third baseline. One run right now. Look, the difference of these leagues. Of course, National League, they usually play for one run. While in the American League, they're always playing for clusters. The sacrifice is almost unknown. But Terry is up there to try to send... Mr. Bartell down to second. He tries to bunt the next one and lays it down. Hadley throwing to second, forcing Bartell. The bunt was too hard. Came right off the pass to the pitcher's box. Hadley whirled and threw to Frank Rossetti. Got the ball there in time to force Bartell at second for the first out. Terry's on first. One man out. One hit in three times as bad as up. Left-hand hitter. Gary on first. And Gehrig is keeping him on there. Now Lou fades back a bit. And Ott was hit with a pitch ball. No, I guess he wasn't hit. Looked as though it hit him. Must have gone right between his uh, legs, right through the wicket. Bill Dickey made a fine stop of that one, incidentally. We thought it was a dead ball there for a moment. But it's just ball one. Hadley ready to go again. And here's the pitch. It's a call strike over the outside corner knee high to a left-hand batter. And the count is one and one. Watt is the batter with Terry on first. One man out in the eighth inning, and the score tied at one run. Hadley on the rubber in pitching position. There's a drive past Hadley, and past Terry in the center field. Terry pulling up at second. A hard ground smash through the box. It went on over second in the center, advancing Terry to second. Now the Giants have runners on second and first. One man out. Jim Ripple, whose home run opening the fifth inning tied this ball game up after Gehrig had put the Yanks out in front with his homer in the second, is the next batter. James uh, slides to right field, hit his home run, and struck out so far today. Left-hand hitter. Taking a bit of a rest here while Mr. Hadley collects his equilibrium. Probably been a little shocked on that drive there. Bump is up on the hill now and ready to go. 
There's the stretch. And the first pitch to Ripple is outside and high. Ball one. Jim is a big, rangy boy. So when they're high, they're fairly high. Carry on second. Lot on first. One out. A curve that broke too much. And it came inside. Ball two. Hadley followed that high fashion. With a curve, he had a little too much bend on it. Doing nothing. There's the stretch. And the next pitch. A swinging strike. Went for a slow curve. And is asking umpire Major Kurt to examine the ball to see if there's anything on that that Hadley might have put on that shouldn't be there in the way of carrying the stitching. Giving it a little finger nailing. But the count is two balls and one strike. There's the stretch. Here it comes. A bounder to Hadley. It's over his head. Rosary dashes in, makes the play at first, retiring the runner. While Terry advanced to third, and of course, Hot moved down to second. Two men out. Rosary had to come in fast for that one. One of those slow teasing bounders, just too high for the pitcher to get. Giants have runners on third and second with two men out. Gus Mancuso has made one hit single in three times at bat. Stepped up there in the right-hand batter's box. More tied, you know, at one run. And this is the first half of the eighth. There's the wind-up. Foul ball. Strike one. Most of the crowd failed to see that that was fouled. They were wondering why Terry and Ott didn't set sail for the plate as it skipped on past Dickey back here to the barrier. Just one strike on Mancuso. Lou Gehrig dashed in to say a few soothing words to Hadley, encourage him a bit. Bump has been in a lot of tough spots today. He starts winding again, and Mancuso drives one into deep left field. Powell is backing up. He has it. No run. Two hits. No error. Two men left. Started out like a big inning for the Giants there. When Bartell opened with a single. But Terry, attempting to sacrifice, forced Dick at second. Had leave to Crosetti. Pot came through with a single. Which uh, advanced... Terry to second. Rosary came in fast to toss out Ripple on a slow bounder over Hadley's head. And then Mancuso ended the inning with a drive to Jakey Powell out in deep left field. So we go into the last half of the eighth. The Yankees up, Selkirk, Powell, and Rosary. Each of these batters has been up twice, and none of them have any hits. Each one of them has fanned one time. Fitzsimmons has fanned five so far today, while Hadley has fanned two. 
Kirk. Left hand batter is up there. Pitch starts his wind. Here's the pitch. And Stell Kirk drives ahead of the right field. Going out there on the bound to Mel Ott. A single for Stell Kirk. Opening the eighth. Now the Giants open their half. With a single. And got no run. We'll see whether the Yankees can do any better. Jakey Powell. Right hand batter coming up. And the defense, of course, is shifting around more toward left field. It's pulled around toward right for Selkirk, the left-hand hitter. We'll see whether Jake is ordered to bunt or whether he will be permitted to plug one. A pitch out. Ball one. Mancuso heaved one down to Terry. But Selkirk was back with plenty of time to spare. Ball is the count to Powell. Travis Jackson playing in on the grass. Powell bunts Powell along first baseline. Strike one. Evidently, Jakey's been ordered up there to lay down his life and advance Brother Selkirk to second. Nobody out. Selkirk on first. And the count one and one on Powell. Simmons takes his stretch. Powell swings at that one. A nice curved ball that broke away from him. He really went fishing for that one. He chased it clear over in the right in the left-hand batter's box. Mr. Fitzsimmons bent back. And the count is two strikes and one ball. Fitz uses a bit of rosin this time before getting ready to pitch the next one. Delkirk edging off first a couple of steps. Ball low. Side, and the count is two and two. It served him a slow curve that time, which broke down and out to a right-hand hitter. Count is two and two. A toss to first. Selkirk sliding in safely. It looks over there, glances over his shoulder. Now he's in position to pick. Ball two. Or ball three, rather. Another low breaking curve outside. And it's three and two with a nice new white apple coming into play from the pockets of George Major Kirk. Now I think we'll have the pitch. Here it is. Del Kirk breaking with it. It's a ball. Third outside. Ball four. And now the Yankees have Del Kirk on second. Powell on first. And push him up Tony Lazari at back. Fan the first time up, and then chased Joe Moore against the railing out in deep left field for his drive to end the fifth inning. The Giants' plan, of course, is to play this front of Lazari's, if possible, to third base to force Selkirk. Bill Terry playing far in on the grass from his first base position. Jackson being anchored at third. And Lazari bunts to third, drawing Jackson in, making the play at first the only possible play. And Lazari is out on a sacrifice. Jackson to Whitehead, who covered first. Sacrifice for Lazari, advancing both runners. Kirk is on third, Powell on second, and Bump Hadley 
be a pincher up here for Bump. In the person of Charles Red Ruffing, a pitcher who is also quite a hitter. Charlie stands deep in that batter's box. Right foot on the back line. He likes to hit them after the break. He's working slowly. He's in a spot. Realizes it. There's the windup. Ruffing hit a slow bounder right back to the box. And Seltzer is out of the plate. Fitzsimmons to Mancuso. Powell moved over to third, of course. And Ruffing is on first. Bounder midway between the box and the third baseline. Fitzsimmons came in fast and had plenty of time to spare in throwing Selkirk out of the plate. Frank Crosetti is the next hitter. Roy Johnson has been uh, put on first base to run for roughing. Roy Johnson, one of the reserve outfielders of the Yankees, now running for roughing at first base. Roy is a fast lad. Charlie is not much shocked as a runner. Third with Johnson on first. Two men out and Frank to steady up. No hit in the three times he's been up at the plate today. Right hand batter. Lancuso yelling something out to Fitzsimmons. Now steps behind the plate and the game will be resumed. Two men out, you know. There's the stretch. A slow curve that broke right in there, belt high for a called strike. This has picked a grand game this afternoon. Both boys, in fact, have done very well, although Hadley has been touched for ten hits. Only three have been made off Fitzsimmons so far. This works slowly on Crosetti, who's very anxious to hit one. And it's another curveball over the outside corner for the second called strike. Nothing on Frankie. And the crowd is sort of in an uproar here. The very tense moment of the game. Fitzsimmons steps off the rubber. Juggles the ball a bit. Now he comes back up. He's in pitching position. There's the stretch. Johnson going down on this pitch. Johnson advancing to second, and Red.
who has also gone hitless in three times at bat, is up there in the left-hand batter's box. Fitz sets himself. He's ready to go. Here's the pitch, and it's a bounder down first baseline. Carey makes a nice get. Passes to Fitzsimmons for the out at first. Ending the eighth inning. One run. Two hits. A base on balls. A sacrifice. No error. And two men left. Now we have a new pitcher for the Yankees. Since uh, Hadley retired, in preference for a pinch hitter. And it's Patrick Flubber Malone. First one he'll face in this ninth inning with a score 2-1 in favor of the uh, Yanks. Travis Burgess Whitehead, a swinging strike. arm goes up for the next pitch, and it's fouled with the curve running away from him. He fouled it off the end of his bat, and the count is two strikes, two and nothing. That rubs a, uh, a new ball, roughs it up a little bit, gets the sign from Dickey. Bill comes up out of the crouch. He's winding. Here's the pitch. A swinging One man out in the ninth, nobody on. Malone starts that slow, easy wind-up, and it's a fastball outside. Ball one, one and one. Malone gets that new ball in shape to pitch, shuffles around out there on the rubber, starts winding. Here's the pitch. Kenny grounded the shortstop at the roller. Rossetti throwing him out at first. One of those skimmers that stayed right on the ground. Didn't hop. And Frankie had to come in rather fast for that play. Two men out. And Sam Leslie will bat for Fitzsimmons with two down and none on in the ninth. And the Yankees in the lead, two to one. Leslie is also a left-hand hitter. baseman when manager Terry is not in the game. Big rangy lad. Here's Malone's first pitch. It's a swinging strike. Malone dipped one down there under that arc of the bat. So far, Mr. Malone is doing quite a nice job of relief pitching, as he did all season. One strike on Leslie, and the next pitch outside. Ball one, one and one. that bat. Malone gets ready to go. Here comes the pitch. It's a pop foul into the stands. The upper deck off to our left for the second strike. 
Two strikes and one ball. And now Malone is ready to go again. There's the windup. Here's the pitch. It's a drive over Pat's head. Out into center field for a single. Sam Leslie, pinch hitting for Freddie Fitzsimmons. Singles for the count. Two strikes and one ball. And that keeps the Giants still in the ball game. Two men out in the ninth. Davis is going to run for Leslie. Good old Davis. He's on first base, running for Leslie with two men out. And Joe Moore with one hit and four times at bat. Left fielder and a left-hand hitter for the Giants is up. One in the stands out there. Here's the pitch. He hits one on the ground at Cincinnati. Falls to Lazari. Forcing Davis at second for the third out. And this ball game is over. The final score. The Yankees. American League champions. Two runs. Three hits. No error. The Giants. National League champion, one run, 11 hits, no errors.